Good morning, it's July 26th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. We're a democratic republic, and our government was set up that way by the Founding Fathers for some very specific reasons. We have three distinct branches of the government. The legislative branch, which is charged with passing laws for the nation by those elected to represent them. The executive branch, whose duty it is to carry out and enforce the laws passed by the legislative branch. And the judicial branch, which must examine the challenge to those laws and determine whether they comply with the Constitution. It is a set of checks and balances that have made, has made our government work. It has worked extremely well for almost 250 years. The political structure of our country, and by that I mean the political parties and their goals, have changed many times, but the framework set up in the beginning has kept extreme views from overtaking the more moderate views of the majority. But that status is being threatened today. Under the Constitution, we elect our congressional representatives and our presidents. Presidents then have the power to nominate people to the judiciary subject to the confirmation of the U.S. Senate. And once again, this is a check on one party running roughshod over the other for the sake of political expediency. Nominations to the judiciary go before the Senate in a very precise manner. The nominee is subject to hearings before the Senate Judiciary Committee, and there are witnesses that speak for and against the nominee. The members of the committee then vote on the nominee, and if that vote is favorable, the nominee is sent to the full Senate for confirmation. Under the rules of the Senate, a, norm, a nominee normally had to achieve 60 votes to avoid a filibuster to be confirmed. This rule, Senate Rule 22, was in place to help ensure that nominees had strong support from across the spectrum. Unfortunately, that rule was abused by both Republicans and Democrats as they sought to reject qualified nominees based more on their political philosophy than their judicial qualifications. In 2013, then-Democratic Majority Leader Harry Reid invoked what is known as the Nuclear Rule, where he changed the rules so that only a majority would be needed to confirm someone to the federal bench. He did this to allow judicial nominees from President Obama to proceed without Republican obstruction. That change has come back to bite the Democrats as they could not filibuster nominees by President Trump. Because Donald Trump was able to nominate and confirm three justices to the Supreme Court, the makeup of the court has changed. It is now considered six to three in favor of more conservative justice. But I would actually define the court a bit differently. There are certainly three liberal justices who almost always vote in bloc. They are Sotomayor, Kagan, and Jackson. There are four conservative justices in Alito, Gorsuch, Thomas, and Barrett. The remaining two I would consider to be more in the moderate camp. They are Chief Justice Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh. Those two have swung votes on several occasions. But the fact that the court is tilted to the conservative side has enraged Democrats and liberals. Some key decisions like Roe v. Wade, affirmative action, and student debt forgiveness has caused them to go off the wall and call for changes to the court. Some have called for packing the court by adding justice. Well, the problem with that is the next time Republicans have the power, they will simply add more justices. Others want to limit the time a justice can serve on the court. But more disturbing has been President Biden and other liberals calling the court illegitimate or unnormal. Many liberal law officers have openly said we should abandon the Supreme Court or that Joe Biden should simply ignore the court and do what he wants to do. They claim the court is mistaken and Biden should, simply, Biden should simply follow his own interpretation. Now think about that for a moment. Biden went to a tier four law school, there are only four tiers, and finished near the bottom of his class. He was accused of plagiarism while in law school, and then again when he first ran for president. But they want him to substitute his legal knowledge for the court's decision. Would they like that to be the precedent so that future presidents can simply ignore the court and do what they want to do without regard if it's constitutional? This is a dangerous game they're playing. 
They keep telling themselves they're right and the court's wrong and therefore they should listen to the people and do what they believe the people want them to do. The problem is that means ignoring the polls that say that the people agree with the court for the most part. On the affirmative action case, the public was polled and 52% agreed with the court with 32% disagreeing. But to liberals and those advising Biden, the people in the court are wrong. They should just listen to them and realize how misguided they are in agreeing with the court's decision. On the student debt decision, the numbers were even more striking, with 63% of Americans agreeing with the court. Legal scholars had told Biden he did not have the authority to cancel debt. He himself had said he did not believe it was in his power as president. Speaker Pelosi has said it's not within his power. But this was a blatant attempt to buy votes in the 2022 elections and in future elections. So he pressed forward and continues to do so. You've heard some liberals like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, another bright light, asking if we need a Supreme Court at all. Other liberals are saying we need to jettison the Constitution just to allow the president to move forward. Does that sound like democracy to you? They want to save America from constitutionalism and in effect destroy the checks and balance system that has served our nation so well. I remind everyone that we're not a true democracy where the majority can run roughshod over the minority. If that were the case, we'd be swinging back and forth like a pendulum every time another party took power from the previous party. I go back to what I said in the beginning. The legislative branch passes the laws, the executive branch enacts and enforces the laws, and the judicial branch ensures that they pass the constitutional test. The framers of the Constitution saw this check as playing a counter-majoritarian role or else the individual rights of citizens would be subject to the tyranny of the majority. That's something none of us should want to ever occur. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening this morning. If you enjoy the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and possibly recommend it to your friends.